Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Pastor's delivery of the word.
Black History Month. This week, we are highlighting the contributions made by two phenomenal poetists. First, a reflection from our past on Miss Sojourner Truth, who was an African-American abolitionist, women's rights activist, and poet. A former slave, Sojourner Truth became an outspoken advocate for abolition temperance, as well as civil and women's rights in the 19th century. Her Civil War work earned her an invitation to meet President Abraham Lincoln in 1864. She is best known for her poem-turned-speech called Ain't I a Woman. Some other powerful pieces were titled The Great Sin of Prejudice Against Color, On Women's Dress, and To the Preachers. Our second highlight is for the phenomenal Amanda Gorman, who is a spectacularly well-rounded 22-year-old poetess, published author, activist, and Harvard student. Her work focuses on issues of oppression, feminism, race, marginalization, as well as African-American diaspora. Gorman is the first person to be named National Youth Poet Laureate. Amanda's first published piece is called The One for Whom Food is Not Enough in 2015. She has also had the esteemed honor of being the youngest poet to speak at any presidential inauguration. Thank you, ladies, for setting a stellar example of Black excellence. Here at St. Matthew's, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SNBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at smbchurchnj or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SMBCTV where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Have a blessed day.
miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know he will. He's able. He's willing. He's powerful. He's prolific. He's my redeemer. He's my restorer. He's my, he's my rejoicing in Christ. Thank God for Jesus. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? We thank the Lord this morning from whom all blessings flow. And we are looking to the hills, Psalm 121, from whence cometh our help. Truly our help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Praise the name of Jesus. We invite you into our presence as we, amen, by the grace and guidance of the Holy Spirit, uh, attempt to teach, to expose, to, amen, exposit this great, great word of God. Let not your hearts be troubled. Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many, many, many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, hallelujah, there you may be also. This morning, our operative word is disclosure, facing our fears, facing our fears. And I'm in Psalm 62 this morning, one of my favorites. However, as we, we're going to cover a lot of ground this morning and do kind of a biography on David. David, a man after God's own heart. David was faithful, but David failed. David, like us, was flawed. Amen. David had favor. David was one of God's favorites. And in, in, in all, as we put together scripture, we're, we're, we, we begin to see the, the humanity of David. And one of my objectives in expounding the word is not only to show you God's nomination in the Hall of Fame of Faith, Hebrews 11, where there's nothing bad said about anybody, but the narratives. It's the narratives that we gain, amen, knowledge. We see the good and the bad, the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs. And, and so one of the things that has struck me, amen, as, as I study this word of God, these 66 books, 39 Old, the Old Covenant, and 27 New, the New Covenant. As I study this book in its entirety, I see different ob ob observations and objectives of an all-wise God. God said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. How you see things, I don't see them. We, we need to understand that God is perfect in all of his ways. Amen. God manifests himself in three persons. God the Father, who sent his Son. God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came back to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit. 
God, the Holy Spirit, three persons that have one essence, they all God, not three gods, one God manifesting himself in three different persons. Amen. We thank God for the triunity of Almighty God. Let us make man in our image. He's, tri- he's a triunity. Who will go for us? Isaiah 6.1. Isaiah said, here am I, send me. So when we begin to look at this matter of facing our fears, let me stop, pause, and park. I don't do well in this area. In, in fact, I find myself stumbling and, and becoming overwhelmed with anxiety. But this morning, life is a journey of ups and downs, laughter and lows, calm and conflict. Life has moments and life has midnights. And as we begin to investigate the text before us, amen, even the saved, those who are in a covenantal relationship through Jesus Christ, at our height, we have faith, but at our low, we have fear. We have all experienced a fearfulness which robs us of our rest, restricts us from our reassurance, and removes our sense of renewal. That when we become fearful, scared, afraid, afflicted, alone, Satan gets the victory. Amen. When Adam and Eve sinned, they became afraid. And here's the first thing they did. They hid and made aprons. Amen. Made clothes of fig leaves. Thinking they were covered. Amen. Because they were not conscientious of the power of sin. That, 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 that as we look at this matter of <clears throat> fear, we fear for our families, we fear out of failure, our failures, we fear for the future, we fear our finances, we fear, we fear, we have all kinds of fears of our health, our hope, our healing. We, we have a whole lot of fears that take place in us as we live day today. And so one of the things that needs to be established is that fear causes us to worry. Amen. Fear causes us to feel wounded, feel weary, and amen. This, this fear is an affliction. Amen. It's an infliction. It is, it is a nervousness. It is an imagination of invisible things when we fear. And, and, and so one of the things that I like to do this morning is to dive into this sense of fear and, 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 and facing our fears is, is a whole nother thing. We face our fears with our family, maybe our children, grandchildren, we, we fear their decisions, we fear their company, we fear their lifestyles, we fear, amen, what they're going to do behind our back. And we can stay up all night with fear. 
we fear the future like we have some jurisdiction on the future. We fear what may happen, what might happen, what is liable to happen. And we are in an unrested mindset in this matter of fear. And let me stop Paulson Park because here, here's the secret you need to understand about David the psalmist. David, son of Jesse, amen. David was fearful. David had to take flight. David was fatigued. David had to fight. David had a lot of friction in his life. But David was given favor by God, listen to this, to maintain a covenantal relationship with God, to have confidence, commitment, and a spirit of continuance. That, that, that was God giving him a substance, amen, to deal with his inner fears. In 1 Samuel 17, he uh, fought Goliath when no one else would fight him. He went out fearless and he says, he told Goliath that uh, it was the hand of the Lord that was going to bring him down. He had that confidence in God when no one else had that confidence. And David had to run from Saul 13 years. His best friend Jonathan helped him to get away. He ran away from Saul who was trying to kill him because God had already anointed uh, David to be king and then let him run after the anointing. Don't think because you're anointed, you're not going to run. You, you can be anointed by God and still have to run. You still have to, amen, uh, uh, make out through uh, difficult situations. And, 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 and David, David uh, uh, in running from Saul, amen, had to run into a cave with 400 of his armor bearers. He had to, he had to run. He ran right into the smack of Achish. Uh, king of the Philistines and started acting like a crazy man. And when you look at all the Psalms that David wrote, we see in Psalm 27, the Lord is, listen to this, my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Da David had his eyes on God. And, and then in Psalm uh, 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 32 and Psalm 34, when he was in a reflective state, and, and an old man sitting on the throne, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Why, David? I sought the Lord. He heard my cry, and he delivered me from all my fears. We have Psalm 27, Psalm 34. Lord, have mercy. Psalm 37, fret not. Don't be fearful of the wicked. Evildoers will, amen, be brought down. Amen. We, we have uh, Psalm 46. Uh, just to name a few, amen. Be still and know that I'm God, amen. The enemy's on the outside, but I'm on the inside, amen. And, 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 and we have Psalm 61, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Psalm 62, Psalm 64, and so forth and so on. We have a whole lot of Psalms that David wrote. Now, mind you, if you're a Bible student and you want to expose it the right way, David lived out these experiences before God 
used him to exposit. Some of you who are teachers and preachers, you need to go through certain experiences with God before you can teach for God. That is, uh, God allowed David to go through a whole lot of different scenarios before he could write under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, before he could teach about God. And it's, it's here that uh, in Psalm 62, where the setting, every psalm has a historical context. Listen to Pastor. The setting, more than likely, is in Second Samuel when he was running from the in, in, in insurrection of his son, Absalom. Absalom was beautiful on the outside, beautiful looking. He was a devil on the inside. He won the people's hearts. Amen. He, he got, he had all David's, uh, uh, followers and leaders come after him and, and he chased David out. David was on the run from his own son. Family feud. And in your family, there may be some feuding. Amen. There may be some chasing. There may be some distancing. And, and so, as he's running from Absalom, amen, and Absalom went and uh, temporarily sat on the throne, took the kingdom. David's on the run. Uh, David is in anguish. David loved Absalom. David is going through pure, unadulterated fire. David, listen, had to face his fears. Now, I have fears too. And if you think I've been here pastoring going on 34 years with no fears. You out of your military mind. Every Saturday night, every Sunday morning wasn't glorious. Every Wednesday before core, a prayer meeting wasn't glorious. Every Tuesday and Friday before Bible study, there was all kind of things that jumped in my way. Here's a principle for the elect. Don't allow conflict to preempt your commitment. Conflict in your marriage, conflict in your ministry, conflict will come. And if Satan sees that he can just bring up some conflict to interrupt your commitment, you're finished. You got to have a made up mind. Amen. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, I'm going to stand and be committed for Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy. You still have to have the commitment for your wife, your children, your husband. You still, you can't go on strike from cooking and cleaning and ironing. You can't go on strike from loving and treating one fine. You, you, you just can't do that. You cannot allow ah, conflict to cut your commitment. When your money gets low, you stop tithing. When your emotions are messed up, you stop coming to church. Yeah. When you're plagued with loneliness, you stop praying. No, 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 no. No, you got to be bigger than that. You got to be bigger than that. And as we face our fears, some of us are trembling about our children and grandchildren, the decisions they make, where they go, whom they're with what they're doing, what they're struggling with, and all you're going to do is stay up at night. Why worry when you can pray? Why pray when you can worry? 
as we begin to look at facing our fears. And we established last week that Abraham lived in restlessness, self-imposed. Every time a problem came up, he made a decision that was out of the will of God. Restlessness. There's a need to keep moving, keep going, keep doing, and not stop, pause, and park. And then Moses had a problem. Lord, have mercy. Amen. With relevance. Pride. People understanding his power. People, amen, understanding who he was. God's servant. And there are times that we're going to be restless. And we're going to have a need for Amen. Relevance. And then like Peter, a need for reliance. And God allows storms to come to help us realize that we have to rely on him. I want to suggest three things in this, in this text that I think are very, very important in um, facing our fears. One one is, of course, that we have no uh, uh, <laughs> we have no power when we have to face our fears. We're forced to have faith in God. One of the things that's done in this text, and this very simplistic, it it it, it also encompasses all the other scriptures. That, that I talked about, and, and, and the first thing is, amen, that as we look at this matter of fear, false evidence appearing real, Satan conjures up the what-ifs. Well, what if this should happen? What if that should happen? Amen. I'm, frag, I'm fragmented. My future is at stake. Amen. I'm fearful of getting up out of bed. I don't know what's in the future, what's going to take place. And, and, and so, and so one of the things that, uh, we begin to see in the life of David is that David escaped a whole lot of fears because of his confidence in God, his commitment to God, his co- courageousness from God. David was determined Amen. That God was his refuge, hiding place, and strength, a very present help, present, present, in the time of trouble. David David understood whom God was. David was fractured in his feelings. David, amen, uh, many times got into a state of uh, uh, helplessness. And even hopelessness and, and, and facing our fears is something that all of us have to come through because what God does in his sovereign providence is that he allows us delights and difficulties. He gives us a diet, a balanced diet, amen, of life so that we learn lean and become liberated. And last week, we, we said to you, listen to me, here are the benefits. We grow, 
we're guided, and we glorify God. But we can only increase our faith, and we can only, listen, get around our fears when we trust God. That is, the first thing I see in this avenue of David is, and it's in Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2, uh, we see a trusting, amen, we see David trusting God, amen, in and for an exact test of time. Exactness. What do you mean by exactness? Well, that every test that comes into our lives, every time we are tested, it has a timetable connected to it. And God calls it a season. Amen. That, that is, David understood that trouble does not last always. David understood this timetable. Amen. And we, we see this trust in the exactness of God's time to our trials. The psalmist said in Psalm 30, listen, weeping may endure for a night, timetable, but joy will come in the morning. That if you wait long enough, the fears you're facing, God will deal with them. Amen. Now, let's go back to our children, grandchildren. Yes, they're going to make mistakes. We made mistakes. We were their age. Some of the snakes we made were greater than their mistakes, and God pulled us out. Somebody was praying for us. Somebody was on their knees praying while we were out there in, in foolish land, doing things that we pray our kids would never do. Do I have a witness? Y'all getting quiet up in here. Can I get a witness? Pull, open the closet and pull them skeletons out. You know where you were 40, 50 years ago, 30 years ago. You know what decisions, dumb decisions, you and I made. You you know the directionlessness of your life. Listen to pastor. Amen. That um, David says truly. Now the word truly is the first word in Psalm 62. Truly means definite. It's done. It's affirmed. Truly. Truly, 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 as I face my fears, truly. Look what he says. <laughs> I love this. Truly, my soul. Now, let me stop, Paul's part. What's in the soul? Maybe I love you with all my soul. My intellect, my will, my reasoning, my emotions. All that's housed up in our soul. David says, truly, every area of my life, my soul waiteth upon God. For from him cometh my salvation. The word salvation means deliverance. When I'm in the dilemma, God delivers as I wait on him. As we face our fears, we have to trust God in the exactness of his timetable. 
My God. God overrules. God controls all timetables. Even the timetables of your children, your grandchildren. God controls everything. He controls Satan's attacks. He controls the adversaries of your soul. He controls everything. Truly, most definitely, my soul, everything in me that fights against my fears, truly my soul waiteth upon God. The victory for facing your fears is to wait on God. I have fears about driving at night. I have fears about how long I'm going to live the future. I have fears about my health, my strength. I have fears about my family. I have fears my feeling and pull back and wait. Truly my soul waiteth upon God. And of course Isaiah says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mount them up with wings like eagles run. They'll run and not get weary. They'll walk and not faint. Sometimes I face my fears and I become fragmented, become weak, wounded, weary, worry. And people who fear fuss. They fuss out of fear. My God. Look what David says. In facing your greatest fears, at the end of the day, you have no power. Psalm 31 says that our life and our times are in God's hands. I thank God for the experience of an old lady uh, who didn't know me. Hmm. A Caucasian lady and I got into a conversation. She was saved for years. And I, we got to talking. I was telling about some of the things that I was fearful and some of the things I was concerned about. And she said, son, go home and read Psalm 31. Right off the top of her head. She said, our life and our times are in his hands. And I wanted to cry. You're suffering from a lack of trust. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Because our fears can make us restless. Desire a relevance that does not exist and lack a reliance on God. Trust. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, truly, my soul waiteth upon God. Now, 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 one one of the acid tests of 
preaching, pastoring, teaching, and leading others is that God has to take you through a flurry of things so that your teaching has authenticity. You're, you're not just expressing and trying to exposit a word you haven't experienced behind the word. <sighs> that people can tell a difference when you've been through something and when you're just reading from notes. I too have been through trouble. I too have faced my fears and fallen back. And became frail, fragmented, faithless. And when I face my fears, truly, hallelujah, my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation, my deliverance. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Thank you. He lived this thing. Say, he lived this thing. David lived this thing. David wasn't just, David didn't just pick up a book and a commentary and started instructing people's lives. David lived this thing. Every time I get low, he raises me up. When I want to throw talent, he gives me strength. Truly! If I'm not going to become restless and need, uh, yeah, Relevance and reliability, I got to experience something. You got to go through, some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, all in the blood. See, the problem in the church, we ain't been through nothing. We want to speak about a God that we have not experienced, his grace, his mercy, his long-suffering. I do have a witness. You ought to pull up a testimony every time you teach a lesson. I'm teaching you tonight on peace, perfect peace. And I've been at war in my life and in my soul so many years. I know what the peace of God and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep God your hearts and minds through Christ. You've been there, done that. Mm. I'm teaching on perfection, maturity. Many times I've been immature in my makeup. But God came along and God gave me perfection. Lord, have mercy. I know in whom I believe. Come on, Paul. And I know that he's able to keep you from falling. Come on, John. And to present you faultless before his presence. Thank you, Jesus. So if you're trying to expose it without the experience, you're false. You've, you've got to put weight on your lesson by living through something. And every time I face fears, amen, every time I'm fearful of the future, fearful of my feelings, fearful for my family, fearful for my health and strength, fearful. God comes along and says, truly, my soul waiteth upon God. The whole waiting interval is that God's timetable is not the same as yours. God has a reason 
while he's stretching your season. My God. Mm, mm, mm. And now I want you to just notice verse 2 as we move along. He only is my rock. Rock denotes power and amen, my salvation, my deliverance. He is a defense and I shall not be greatly, look, moved. I might be nudged, but I won't be moved. I won't be greatly moved. Satan can't take me out completely. Truly, my soul waiteth upon God. Thank you, Jesus. Look at David. All the episodes, even when he fell with Bathsheba, he lost the baby, he had to suffer. God gave him an equation. Choose one of the three, David. And over 200,000 men died because of David's sin. Hmm. That is, when we look at hmm, this first area of trusting in God's exactness of time, this is a timetable. There was a commercial when I was coming up in the 50s, 60s, uh, as we were watching TV. It's only three channels, 3, 6, and 10. Uh, something would come up, interfere with the program. It says, uh, we're sorry to interrupt your program, but for the next 60 seconds, we are performing a test of the emergency telephone, da da da, television, da da da. And, and it, would keep, it would keep saying, it's only a test. And at the end of the test, we will resume you to your normal programming. God jumps in with a test. God allows the devil to come in and set up all kind of devices, stratagems, to deter us from depending on God. It's only a test. But here's the second thing. I want to go real quickly Beginning in verse four, he says, and uh, it says, and and I and I and I really love this. Uh, in verse five, my soul, wait, thou only upon God. Here it is, for my expectation is from Him. Now, please don't miss this one. Only God. Only Jesus can answer your dilemma. I know, I know we put confidence in other people, confidence in other things, but the psalmist is saying, David is saying, only God, it is a transferring, uh, amen, of our expectations for God's help. I have expectations. I'm, I'm expectation driven. I'm, I, I have expectations that are here. Amen, that God would give me a pullout of my problems. No, notice, notice the, this pullout is only from the person of God who possesses the power 
rock, salvation, amen, the permanency, the victory of pulling me out. Hmm. Check out verse 5. My soul, my intellect, my will, my volition, my reasoning, wait thou only upon God. And notice, if you look at your Bibles, there, there is a uh, kind of a semicolon there. Wait thou only from God, for my expectation is from him. You better see that all of your delivering power is in Jesus. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. For God is my salvation and the glory Amen. The rock of my strength, amen, and my refuge, hiding place, is in God. Trust him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. He's a refuge for us. Thank you, David. Amen. Salah! Think, stop, think, meditate. Only God can deliver us. Only God can meet our expectations there need, needs to be a transference of the expectations and 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 I'm going to help help you develop this thing because sometimes we go other pla- to other places for deliverance hmm. sometimes we go to other people other things to get relieved And to try to relive a confident, positive life. Only Jesus. In Jesus only. I'm a witness. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, good news of Christ. For it is the power of God that leads one to salvation. When I face my fears, I need to wait on God. I need to, amen, Have all my expectations come from him. Lord, I need you to comfort me. I need you who called me to collect my emotions. Lord, I need you to help me rejoice in what's about to happen. And I'm I'm funny about the name of Jesus. Now, let me stop Paul's and Park. Those that go to St. Matthew's. For 34 years, they know I don't play that God bit. God could be Buddha, Hindu, and anybody else. No, I'm talking about Jesus. For his name shall be Jesus, Matthew 121, for he shall save his people, elected people, from their sins. I'm talking about Jesus. John chapter 9, a man born blind, born blind. He didn't become blind, he was born blind. Jesus came up to the man, chose him, elected him. Said, do you want to see? And the man said, yes. He, he made some spittle, put it on his eyes and said, go down to the pool, slow and wash and, and you'll come away seeing. And the man came away seeing and the Pharisees, Sadducees and scribes came to the man's parents and said, how did your son see? And the parents said, go ask him. He's of age. 
how did you see being born blind? And he says, well, there was a man called Jesus. He said, well, he, he couldn't have done it. He's a sinner. He's no good. He's a liar. He said, well, whether he's a liar or not, I don't know. But this one thing I know, I was blind, but now, hallelujah, I see. You can say what you want to say about Jesus. He's Lord. He's liberator. He's logos. He's lamb. He's ladder. He's liberator. He, he is Jesus. Son of the living God, God the Son, Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, Jesus, the beginning and the ending, Jesus, the lover of my soul. He's my redeemer. He died for my sins and shed his blood. He's my restorer. Ah, yeah. Jesus is my rejoicing. Jesus, 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 Jesus. The minister come in this pulpit, he better say Jesus. Huh. To some God is money. To some God is lust. To some God is sin. No, we're talking about Jesus. Ah, thank you, Jesus. There's a transference of all my expectations to him. Lord, my children are out in the street. I'm worried about them, and my expectation is from you. Watch over them, Lord. Heal them. Strengthen them. Bring them out. Comfort. Help them with their decision-making. Help them to grow up and be godly and graceful and good. Order their steps. Fill them with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom. You can't make that happen by fussing at them. When you are faced with fear, you've got to transfer your expectations to him. Lord, I'm getting old. I'm on all this medicine. I'm getting old, Lord. I can't walk. I can't think. I can't. Lord, my expectation is from David understood that. David, David the psalmist, David the son of Jesse, David understood all that. But here's the last point, and I want you to get this when we have to face our fears, and God knows we have fears. And by the way, I have fears now I didn't have years ago. I was too stupid to have the fears. I was in sin. The ice and the snow never stopped me from going to a cabaret and partying and drinking, getting drunk, getting high. So, <laughs> Lord have mercy. When I wanted to do something, I went on and did it. The car broke down, caught the subway. I was in Philly. If, if, if the subway didn't got a cab, but I, I was going to make it to my destination of death, of sin. Do I have a witness? Gave false names in hotels. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Drove cars in the 60s with hot stickers and no insurance, no seatbelts, and crashed and got out and laughed just as stupid as I could be. And grace covered me. Every once in a while, you ought to praise him for his grace 
Every once in a while, you ought to go back, do a rerun, and say, the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Even when I was faced with fears, God moved in. God brought people into my life I didn't even know to give me instruction and favor and help. Or do I have a witness? God even used the unsaved to help the save out. What a God. What, what a God. I want you to see this last part is that our triumph and transformation comes as our hope uh, is transformed in God eventually. Eventually it's coming. Now look at verse 10 because a lot of us don't understand verse 10 real quick. And I want you to see this. Uh, David says, uh, trust not in oppression. Some of us live through oppression. Don't, don't think that's the norm. Trust not in oppression and become not vain in robbery. Don't think you're getting away with wrongdoing. But look what he says. If riches increase, if God providence allows you to come into a lot of money, don't set your heart on it. Why, God? I want you to see this. God has spoken once, twice, I have heard this, that power belongeth unto God, also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy. God is the God of mercy. What a God. Our transformation, our triumph is what's going to happen eventually. God, 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 God allows us to face our fears with hope for the future. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, God allows us the victory in spite of the venoms. Uh, I went to Bible college, I got degrees, I've been to graduate school and whatnot, but that's not the issue, Brother Arnold, Sister Arnold. My my persuasion is what God did in my life. The power of God in my life to turn me around, the power of God in my life to know who he was, the power of grace in my life to give me confidence, commitment, courage. Covenant changed me. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness, mercy, and grace. And that's why as I close, the same David wrote Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Now let me stop Paul's part. I'm coming in. A shepherd provides, protects. A shepherd leads. A shepherd guides the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Once the Lord is my shepherd, there's no lacking in my life. He maketh me.
to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Sheep are too afraid to drink from running waters. He restoreth my soul. Every time I go down, get out, and messed up, God comes along in with restoration. He he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, here it is. Yea, yea, though I walk through the valley. Stop just thinking you're going to be on the mountain. The, the, listen, the mountains are not the norm. They're exception. The valley is the norm. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's dangerous, it's doubtful, it's, it's demented, it's messed up. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why, David? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, thy hook and thy crook, they comfort me. One is to fight off the wolves, the other is to keep me within his distance. Ah. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thy anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Did you hear the psalmist David says, I will fear no evil. Why, David? Because God is my power. God is my provider. God is my protection. And I'm in God's providence when he leads. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every time I have to face my fears, God is testing me on how spiritual I really am. Every time I have to face my fears, God is causing me to see the need for him. Every time I have to face my fears, God wants me to trust him and not keep trying with failure. Lord, I need to learn, let go, and let God so I don't become restless. I don't have a need. Yeah. Hallelujah. For relevance. And I don't lack reliability. I want to be like David. A man after God's own heart, courage, commitment, confrontation, confidence, covenant. Only Jesus. The next time you face your fears, it's only a test. God's got your children, your grandchildren, your back, your family, your future. All that's in God's hands. If you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins, ask him to come to your life and save you. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again the third day with all power in his hand. He's son of God. He's God the son. He, he's God the whole, he, listen, he is God who can save you. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call him this morning. Ask him to come in. And the next time you face your fears, go to Psalm 62. Trust. Not try. Trust. In the Lord. And God, as you wait, God will bring about a wonderful result of rest.
God bless you. Have a great day. Be safe. Jesus loves you and I do too. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form.
Yeah. 